When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, this is Gabriel Rosenberg. And while my dad may be number one in New York City radio, he sure isn't number one at home. Right, Mom? Yeah, but Gabe, Mom's not here. All right, Dad, then you are number one. Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. No, I love my son. I really do. I love my daughter, too. Ava, very proud of her. 19, doing well. But uh, little Gaby's my, um, he my partner in crime, and he was at the Met game with us yesterday. And, you know, my friend from Williamsburg, he sent such a nice text to me and Gabe on the way. And he had a great time with you guys, Lou. He loves you and Justin. He looks great. He's getting yeah. big. Yeah. Man, he'll be dunking soon. I know. Oh. He's playing well. I put up a, a actual video on my Instagram, at Rosenberg.Sydney at Rosenberg.Sydney, and my Facebook page of him hitting a shot from the top of the key. And I wrote there, remember what the doctor said when he was diagnosed with dyspraxia as a little boy because he couldn't walk. And the doctor said, well, the good news is I've diagnosed him correctly. The bad news is he'll never lead the league in scoring or hit 300. And now he's hitting shots from the top of the key, you prick. How's that going for you? Well, that's going to be a thing for him. I know. For his life. It, Inspiration. Every time. He could use it. Correct. Of course. It's going correct. to be a great thing. But it's also hard. You know, look, he's got dyspraxia, so uh, he doesn't do things that everybody else does. He can't tie his own shoes and just stuff like that. And, you know, kids are awful. If you think the Chinese or the Russians are nasty, little kids are the worst. The worst. And a couple of times a week, they, you know, they... They almost make him cry, you know, and he comes home and he says, Dad, and all I say is, Gabriel, listen to me. You're beautiful. You got a great heart. You're brilliant. He's smart. Smart, right, Louis? He smart. fixed the picture that we took I yesterday. Oh, he's great with computers. Me and Pete were looking at it like, okay, you, I, I can brighten it. Yeah. He brightened it in five seconds. Louis, he taught himself computer language off of Google when he was eight. I'm I mean, not surprised. He's a special little boy. He's going to do great things. Oh, There's thank no you. No question you. about thank it. You. I love him. Oh, he loves you, too. Thank you. And he really does. And, in fact, he said on the train, he goes, you guys that work on the show, they're like, they're like really your friends, Dad. Like, they, they don't just work for you. And I go, well, they work with me, not for me. And, and yes, we're, I love those guys. And he said, so do I. So, and he said, you know, in fact, I can't walk because of my hamstring. So him and Justin were a good 20 feet ahead of me on the walk to the train and they were talking the whole time. Yeah, we were making fun of you. Is that right? Yeah. He loves to do that, my yeah, son. Yeah, I, I was like, look how far back he is. I'm yeah. surprised they both didn't help you onto the train. They oh, did nothing. It was hilarious. They was, did nothing. <laughs> I was like, we, maybe we should wait for your dad. He's like, nah, nah. I'll <laughs> yeah. be fine. Yeah. I was like, all right. My buddy Charlie goes, F that doctor. Give him my address. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me his address. Anyway, uh, my next guest tweeted something a couple days ago that was, it was ominous. It was scary. It went like this. Play with all your heart. We're about to face the unimaginable. <laughs> I swear to God, that was his tweet. And if he wasn't such a brilliant guy and a guest on this show all the time, I'd be like, what is this? 
another Orson Welles movie. But Gordon Chang knows his stuff. You can follow, and I recommend you do. It's an important follow. Gordon Chang on Twitter, Gordon G. Chang. So with that said, here he is, my friend Gordon. Gordon, that is a um, a very scary tweet. Was that a little bit of hyperbole? Was that the way you really, really feel? Uh, this is a really good time to praise it um, because the Chinese have made it clear that they're going to war. And what really is concern uh, is, and this is not just a concern to Americans, but also to people in the free world that the leader of the free world doesn't understand the maliciousness of the Chinese um, regime, and he doesn't understand their timetable. And that's also true of the senior leaders in the Pentagon, both civilian and military. So the American people don't really have anyone defending them right now. And so, yes, prayer is an important element of our defense of the American people. Wow. So, Gordon, we've been having these discussions, you and I, ongoing. I know you're on the show, John, other people, too. But you and I ongoing for months. And uh, why all of a sudden today or, or yesterday are you saying that the Chinese have made it, quote, very clear? What have they done recently? What have they amped up that now it is very clear they're coming for us? Well, it's just a range of things. First of all, um, the attack on the American convoy in Nigeria, which could have been led by um, Chinese-led elements in that country. I'm not sure, but nonetheless, this was an attack on the United States of America, and we hear nothing from the Biden administration about it. Um, The Chinese and the Russians have actually taken over Sudan right now, or very close to it. China has been um, paying for the Wagner Group mercenaries who have been fueling the insurgency there. Um, The United States doesn't even care um, that uh, hostile power has taken over that critical country. Remember, Sudan borders the Red Sea, um, which means they will control the um, Suez Canal. Um, The Biden administration has just gone absent. You know, I think it's really good that the president, of course, went to the G7. He'd be expected to do that. He's in Hiroshima right now. But he then canceled two other trips, visits on this trip, one to Papua New Guinea and the other to Canberra. Now, in Papua New Guinea, it would have been the first ever U.S. presidential visit to that country. This comes at a critical time where the Chinese are making fast inroads into the Pacific. So that means we're going to be facing the Chinese Navy and Air Force you know, in Hawaii. And I think that's a matter of concern, but it apparently doesn't really trouble the people in the Biden administration. So canceling that visit was a debacle. He should have never announced it in the first place if he never intended to go. But my question is this. When he said he was going to Papua New Guinea, Blinken, the Chinese got pissed, very pissed. And in fact, I read something not that long ago in the Associated Press that went like this. China warns against geopolitical games as U.S. announces Blinken trip to Papua New Guinea. So did Blinken cancel because he's afraid that they were going to piss off the Chinese? No, Blinken didn't cancel, but Biden did. Um, And they actually declared a national holiday in Papua New Guinea because uh, Biden said he was going to go there. Um, You know, we say um, we've got a deep commitment to countries in the Pacific, but You know, the actions of the president of the United States say we couldn't care less. And this is important because China's making inroads in these islands that Americans fought and died for in World War II. And now China's taking them over without a shot. 
What is the uh, latest Gordon Chang? Follow Gordon, Twitter, Gordon G. Chang with China and Taiwan. Um, this, in the last week or so, there hasn't really been that much news, and there probably, um, to a large extent, won't be until we start to get to the campaign season in Taiwan. Taiwan has a presidential election early next year, and the candidates are now the, – the ruling party, the Democratic Progressive Party, has actually chosen its candidate – the opposition Kuomintang is still in the process of doing that. And until that happens, probably Beijing will be quiet. But Beijing is not going to be quiet during the campaign. And we are going to see, I fear, um, acts of intimidation against the Taiwan people. Are the Chinese still denying they're helping the Russians in Ukraine? He came out, Ping, and was very adamant. We're not doing anything, maybe yet or, or not at all, but... And then you were on with me, and you said, "Oh, they're they're lying. Are they still denying that? And and uh, what uh, what exactly are they doing to aid the Russians in this fight against the Ukraine?" Well, first of all, uh, is elevated commodity purchases, which is effectively financing the war. China's put its diplomats in service of uh, Russia. Um, we see China opening up its financial system to um, Russian institutions and banks that have been sanctioned by the United States and the West. Um, Chinese propaganda outlets, both central government and Communist Party, have been amplifying Russian disinformation of the war. That includes, by the way, Chinese-owned TikTok. And China has been providing lethal assistance um, to um, Russia. That included um, sale of ammunition, drones to the Wagner Group, um, helmets to the Wagner Group, which was just revealed by the FT in the last hours. Um, China's been supplying uh, supplying location data to Russia. This is location data that China obtained from the Chinese-made drones that Ukraine had been operating. Um, And then China fed that data to Russia. Russia then took out the drone operators. So, um, yeah, Ukraine um, has been under assault by China. As is the United States, right? I mean, we've seen these spy balloons pop up time and time again in our cities. Chinese police stations, you can't even make this up in New York. In fact, last time you were on, you said, hey, 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 the mayor, Eric Adams, he knows exactly where that money came from. When, in fact, he was pictured with a Chinese man and Chuck Schumer, the Chinese man turned out to be somebody who was arrested. And, uh, you know, these satellites, all these things going on. So we have seen multiple examples, Gordon, over the last couple of months of the Chinese not fearful right here in the United States, basically doing what they want. Yeah, and that's the reason why um, I'm extremely concerned, um, because China's, you know, that big spy balloon in January and February, that was a big middle finger floating over the U.S. And that showed the utter disrespect of China. And China was openly surveilling our nuclear weapon sites. And uh, apparently they were attempting to try to figure out if they could disrupt um, communication signals to our ballistic missile submarines, which means if they figure that they can do that, they could end up in a first strike, first nuclear weapon strike against the United States. Donald Trump keeps talking about that. Trump keeps saying, look, said it again on CNN last week, said it with me. He was on last Thursday. Look, folks. You leave Biden in office, you're guaranteed World War III. And he keeps saying, and the difference between World War I, World War II, and this potential World War III is nuclear weapons. And if he's right, if he's right, does it get any scarier than China? 
Yeah, and it's nuclear weapons and artificial intelligence. And, you know, nothing's inevitable, Sid, so I can't say guarantee World War III, but I would say extremely probable. I mean, very, 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 very probable uh, that there would be World War III if um, the current national security team stays in place for another four years. Wow. Wow, During my lifetime, and I'm almost 72, we have never seen such a rapid uh, collapse of America standing in the world as we've seen over the last two months. And these are directly attributable to policies of the Biden administration. And right now, the aforementioned Biden is in Japan for the G7 summit. Those seven countries, folks, if you don't know, us, Japan, Germany, the United Kingdom, France, Canada, and Italy. So the question is, Gordon, what two countries are missing, and specifically one that has basically stolen the whole conversation? Well, the G7 is supposed to be the leaders of the democracies. So China and Russia should never have been um, even considered. You know, Russia was actually part of the G8 uh, until they were thankfully dropped out of it. Um, but, you know, the countries that are missing, uh, I would think, would be Australia should be part of that. Um, and then um, on the other one, um, that's, you know, there's no obvious candidate in my book. But, you know, uh, th- this should be a group. We should be involved in groupings of democracies. We should be getting out of the G20, which is useless. Um, and there's all sorts of other organizations that um, really do not support freedom. And so we should not be supporting them either. So this, to me, is really important that we focus on countries that uh, like us and will work with us rather than countries that um, are trying to destroy our society. Last 30 seconds, Gordon. And as always, you're great. You know, I love having you on. You're great. You're terrific. Uh, But every time I bring you on, you seem closer and closer to giving me a time when, in fact, you think the inevitable is going to happen. You've been hesitant to do it up to now, three months, six months, two years. But like I said, every time I bring you on, it seems more dire. Are you ready to make a prediction this morning on time? When do you think, over or under, how many months or years we're facing this, as you would put it, the uh, inevitable, uh, you know, a possible destruction of our country? Well, it's not inevitable. Nothing's inevitable. Um, but, you know, it's, it's it's getting more and more probable all the time. I don't have a time frame, but clearly if Biden were reelected and served out four years, I would think certainly within that time frame. Oh, my God. The big issue here is these accidents that China is trying to provoke uh, in the airspace and on the surface of the sea in the global comments. One of those things goes wrong, and we could be war in hours. So, you know, time frame, let me put it this way. How many times in history has a militant regime gone on a rapid military modernization, mobilized its civilians for war, talked about war all the time, and not actually gone to war? Not often. The answer to that is zero, Zero. which means we're going to war unless something changes. Wow. Hey, Gordon, keep coming on, man. You really are terrific. You're the best. Check him out, folks, on Twitter, Gordon G. Chang. And um, I, I watch your Twitter all the time. I watch you on TV all the time. You do a great job with me. Thank you so much. Have a safe weekend. Come back soon, buddy. Thank you.
Oh, well, thank you so much, Sid. I really, really, really appreciate the chance to talk to you. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. It means a lot to me. Gordon Chang, folks. Follow him today on Twitter, Gordon G. Chang.